0: Good morning, good people, and welcome to the Black Pill Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler. Today we're going to be talking about healthy lifestyles, healthy living. We're going to be talking about plant-based diets, veganisms, should we eat meat, exercise, food in the school systems, and a lot more. Um, I have a wonderful panel. I have some vegans on the panel. I have some meat eaters on the panel. I have some fitness instructors and some food bloggers and some chefs and a lot of other things. I'm going to have these people introduce themselves, and then we'll jump right into the show.
1: Good morning. My name is Marilyn Moore, <coughs> also known as Marilyn the Chef, and I am here from Divine Appetite, and I'm really excited.
2: Good morning, everybody. My name is Chantel Gary. I am the creator of Let's Be Vegan.com, and I am a personal chef and herbalist.
3: Hi, I'm Tiffany Stewart. I'm a lifestyle mommy and wellness blogger. I am plant based, and I am uh, from my blog, It's
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie. I'm the owner of Deuce by Natalie, a vegan food company. Uh, vegan, obviously.
5: Hi. Happy Sunday. I'm Crystal. Um, I'm the owner and lead trainer of Fit Life, which is a fitness and lifestyle brand. I'm also a fitness instructor.
0: Excellent. So I want to throw a big question out to Marilyn. When we talk about healthy lifestyle, healthy living, what does that mean to you?
1: Begins in my mind. It's me making a conscious decision every day to be a productive human being, to make healthy, positive decisions that affect people in healthy, positive ways, making a decision about the things I put on my skin, on my body, in my body, and being conscious of it for me and my children.
0: And Tiffany, same question. What does it mean to you when people say, I want to live a healthy lifestyle?
1: Well, I think the most visual part of it, people
3: think about uh, the food, they think about food and they think about um, fitness right away. But as Marilyn mentioned, um, out of a lot of research and personal experiences, it does first start with your mind as far as wrapping your head around the fact that healthy doesn't always equate to, you know, always just food right away. It does start with making changes with your mindset, with the people that are around you, with what visualizing what the type of person you want to be and then the food and the healthy uh, changes as far as fitness and maybe changing some of the the products and things that you use that are just steps to get you there basically
0: and tell this would be the same question for you
2: so to me health looks like or i should say it feels like being in balance um, having what I put into my body, how I feel, what I think all be aligned, um, and just paying very close attention to the quality of the things that I put in my body and I put on my body, and more importantly, the thoughts that I put out there. It kind of always starts with how I think and how I feel and just making sure all those things are aligned.
4: Yeah, um, Piggybacking off of what the ladies have said, uh, health to me is ultimately being happy. It does deal with food and your daily activities, but you'll know, your body will tell you if you're feeling good. You know, you, know, you can deny certain things, but you'll ultimately know what health is. And if, you're, if you know you're eating really bad foods, you're, you know, you're going to get a headache or stomach ache, whatever, what have you. But it is a holistic approach to living life.
0: And last but not least, Miss Crystal.
5: Um, for me, it's about creating an environment that allows you to be your best self. And again, like the other lady said, is making sure you're conscious about what you're eating feels good to you. Um, if you're moving enough and even about the people in your life, you know, because toxic energy can manifest into other behaviors that are that lead into maybe not so great eating habits or less exercise or even less sleep. So as long as you have an environment that allows you to create your best self, whatever that is, because it's relative for everyone. So that is what it means to me, just being able to have um, a conducive, productive environment that manifests in different ways.
0: So it's definitely physical, it's mental, it's spiritual, and all of those things are connected based on the food we eat the people we are around, what we're putting in our bodies, on our bodies, and how physical we are in terms of activity. A lot of people go to the gym to work out to get physical, but you don't need to be in the gym. You can just walk, you can play with the kids, you can shadow box in the house. There's a lot of things you can do to get physical movement that's gonna keep the body moving. Pilates yoga, that's you know, things like that, calisthenics. So if we was to make a list for the listeners out there, there's five of us on the panel. So we can each come up with one, and I'll be a sixth person. What's one thing that people can do today to improve their health? And I'm going to start with Natalie.
4: Ah, oh, one way I'd say is to educate yourself. You 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 know you won't know unless you go find out. You know, read a book or listen to a lecture. So definitely getting your knowledge up.
0: Knowledge on education, and and like what specifically?
4: Well, on the I guess on the first thing that you feel that you need the most assistance in. So, if you know that you have a clear mind, uh, or maybe if you're lacking in your diet, you'd you'd seek out information on maybe how to eat more or incorporate more vegetables in your diet, or maybe in how much how many glasses of water you should be drinking a day. So.
0: All right. So we'll say first thing is to educate yourself about a proper diet. Definitely. Um, I'm going to come to Tiffany for the second thing that you guys should be doing today, right now, to improve your health.
3: Well, I guess this is kind of kind of not really answering the question, but it is. Um, I think the easiest way that people come to seeing themselves basically as healthy is really maybe finding someone that they can use as a person, as a connect to where it is that they want to be. You know what I mean? And maybe a mentor or they don't have, that word is so heavy, you know, mentor, maybe someone that just inspires them in a way to kind of, I want to be like this one. I like what this person does. You know, that's why people come go to YouTube or go to Instagram and, and to find certain inspirations because they, sometimes they, they know that they should be healthy, but they don't know what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like on an everyday basis. What do I eat? Okay, what if I mess up? What do I, how do I start over? You know what I mean? Like they just need somebody that's real and tangible to kind of base things off of.
0: So they need an example. Right. That they can look to. That a relatable of, example. Right. to <laughs> help them reach a goal.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Crystal?
5: For me, I think you start, to start today, is have an honest conversation with yourself. I mean, we as New Yorkers, we go into autopilot mode and then we, you know, we just go through our daily routine or whether and you know, at the end of the day we may wind up feeling tired or sluggish or just sick and not even know why. It's it's about, you know, you have to start, you know, dissecting your habits bit by bit. You know, how much sleep am I getting on a regular basis? Um Am I eating a lot of junk food? You know, am I going through my whole day and eating one meal at the end of the day? You know, which can be very detrimental to everything. Um, so it really starts with just writing, like just examining all your habits one by one, even if it's writing them down into the diary for a week and then looking at them. OK, this is what I'm doing and this is what needs to change.
0: So these are really good examples so far. We, we have to first self-reflect. Um, and look at what we need in areas where we may struggle, and then we need to get a partner that, that will be that inspiration towards when we self-reflected where our struggle was. And then if your struggle happens to be in your food, your diet, um, we need to educate ourselves about that first before we start making drastic changes that we think are helping us, but they really might not be addressing the issue. Um, and that's good so far. So I'm going to come to, let's see, who can we go to next? We'll go to Chantel.
2: Okay, um, I'm actually going to give an example that puts all those things into action. One thing that I think everyone should do is, is very simple, shop for produce first and drink lots of water. Those are two of the most simple things that everyone can do that will immediately begin to affect how healthy they feel and look and um, just their overall health. So drink water and shop for produce first. So when you do your grocery shopping... Don't get tricked into going to, into all those different aisles first. Get your produce first, and make sure it's clean and it's organic and it's local if you can.
0: Excellent, and
2: Marilyn.
1: And then I would say, then you, then I would say you decide after you've evaluated and examined yourself, and you know exactly where you're going. Now make the decision and take action because. I feel because we're so consumed with social media and ads and marketing from every direction, there's so much going on in our mind. There's so many new things we want to try. I want to go order this. I want to order that. I saw this person's blog or online or at the store. Come together. Take a breath so that you know you're making a decision that is conscious and it will therefore become consistent. Make it a decision that you make, right? And... To me, that is so important when you look in the mirror and you say, today, I make a decision to be healthy and really, really engage in self-love. Because I feel like it's a free word. Decide for self-love.
0: Okay. So you gave us a couple of examples in there. So we're going to look at what we have written down so far. I think the first thing is self-reflection and just kind of being honest with yourself. Crystal gave that example, and I like that example I think we should definitely get a role model, a partner, somebody who can give us inspiration after that self reflection on what we need to be doing to better ourselves. And then we got to be honest with that and make a decision. All right, so where's the area that we need to improve? And if it's in your diet, um, you got to educate yourself about that. Once you educate yourself about that, I think Chantel is saying that you guys need to look at how you shop you know, what aisles are you hitting first when you're in the grocery store? She recommends produce and water. And we'll talk about water in terms of alkaline water and acid water, how water is bottled and and that kind of thing, because that's that's very important. And we're also going to talk about produce, um, which we'll jump into now, because I hear a lot of hoopla about a plant-based diet. I'm going to come out right now and just say I, I don't, have a plant based diet. <laughs> I'm a meat me eater, and that's just what I do, but I'm trying to switch over, but it's very hard. So let's address the question first why is it beneficial in your mind to have a plant based diet and cut out meat? And I'm going to go with Natalie.
4: Well, um, uh, as the vegan here, well, one of the vegans, um, I would answer that question by saying that following a plant-based diet, you will notice so many changes in your physical being, in your mental being. I know when I went vegan, the first six months, um, well, the first thing I noticed as a woman, my cycle was like, it drastically improved. It was, it's almost like, you know, I read books on it and I didn't think it would, you know, it was true, but I actually experienced it. Following that people commented on my you know gave me positive feedback on my skin, saying, "Oh, you're glowing, I lost weight like you know animal i guess you know animal fat <laughs> i would I would describe it as, but um I felt amazing after going vegan, so just a personal experience, I would just share my personal experience with with someone who is considering going plant based
0: and I know Chantal you're a vegan as well so mm-hmm. I would assume you're an advocate for that. So what would you have to say on the issue?
4: Well,
2: there's so many amazing benefits to it. And one of the most important things for me that I noticed is once I cut out eating animal products, so many things in my body just magically fixed themselves. Um, For instance, I had terrible eczema my whole life. Like I was one of those people that was dependent on hydrocortisone. I don't know if anybody here has had eczema. It went away. Cycle fixed hair, long, beautiful, thick skin, cleared up. All those things just kind of magically fixed themselves, and it just felt like I was doing the right thing for my body. Um, Another thing that I I always advocate about eating a plant-based diet is how great it is on your digestive system. It's easier for your body to digest and absorb nutrients. So um, whenever I'm speaking to someone about Transitioning. I always tell them it's hardest in the beginning because you have to learn what to eat because you're instantly faced with all these things that you can't eat. You're like, I can't have this, I can't have that, and it becomes really discouraging. But once you learn what your resources are and what you can eat, you'll just thrive in the lifestyle and you'll feel better, you'll look better. I haven't been sick with as much as a cold in eight years. I mean, everyone around me can get the flu, can get everything. And I'm fine. And I know it is because of my diet. So that is one of the number one reasons why I advocate a plant-based diet so much.
0: Okay. And I know Tiffany, are you a vegan?
3: Yes. I mean, I, I don't use the V word so much because it gets heavy. Again, i mm-hmm. say that again. It gets heavy. People associate a lot of uh, activism and things with it. And I'm not going to say that I, it's not about the animals for me, but number one was my health. And then the animals was an was a added benefit, you know, the whole thing about it. But people, unfortunately, there are a lot of negative things that are associated with certain words, unfortunately. Um, but also, um, as I am completing my health coach, health coach certification, I'm in the midst of it right now. But um, personally, I have experienced um, so many things, dealing uh, switching to a plant-based diet or either one. Just eating more plants. That's what I like to I like to say that people just in general, especially Americans, need to eat more plants. That's the problem. I think that a lot of times people think, as Chantel said, they think they get really wrapped up in the things that they can't eat, especially when they're trying. They think that I need to be a vegan, so I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. Just just eat more vegetables. Start, nobody says you have to quit everything today and then you know be a certain way tomorrow. Just eat. Start to incorporate more vegetables. You can phase them in. As far as what I've uh, experienced, I used to have migraines. All those gone. Cycle issues. I mean, I have all sorts of things on my blog. If you go check about it, I'm like an oversharer on my blog with personal information. But as far as um, if again, if you go to my blog, I'm really kind of heavy in science. Sometimes I get I'll link to this for certain studies and things that will show what the benefits of a plant-based diet is, as opposed to, not even opposed to, but I try to guide people how to go through the research with things and and try to be um, more scientific rather than anecdotal. But I also bring my own experience to it as well.
0: Okay, so Marilyn, I know you eat meat, I eat meat, you're a chef, and these ladies are praising the benefits of a plant-based diet. So how do you balance that out with raising children being a chef and catering to different audiences.
1: I first stick to the plan that's good for myself and for my own personal lifestyle, and then I um, share with clients and give them tips because I do. Um, I'm like the. Um, I feel like there's different layers in, in being healthy. Like it's it, it can be like a church, and there's different. There's pastors, there's deacons, and there's people to say I'm the person that to meet you right where you are. Like, I'm meeting you here. Get started with me, and then you go to the next. It's like it's like that. So it's like, okay, I eat meat. I eat meat right now in my bag. I have some mint. I have some herbs in my bag that I can chew on, but I eat meat too. You know, it's just, it's meat, how I balance. I don't eat a lot of red meat. I don't really, rarely eat red meat. But um, because of, like, what they were saying about digesting it, just the process of something sitting in my body for days, just doesn't make sense to me. And it definitely doesn't make sense to my children to give my, come home, if you live a busy life in New York City, and you come home around 7. That's the time we get home, like 6.30 if we go to the park in the summer. So we get home at like 6.30, 37. So before we get home, we usually have a snack, which is eat maybe plants and chips or something simple, water after school. Then when we get home, am I going to really sit and make this huge meal, these grains and this meat, and spend another hour away from my children, or am I going to just pop some, a salad? You know, some hummus that I've already made. I've A lot of times, most of the times, I have a pasta sauce. So I can, if we do, do decide to have pasta or could just, it's already made because it's jars that I've made myself. And I know the base of it is plants because if you want to digest food, you need raw. You need something raw. We can definitely, if my kids want chicken, we can have chicken and we will have a fruit salad with it. And it does give them some of the sugar that their bodies may be craving because when my kids leave the house, I can't control every single thing they consume. And I try my best not to because I want them to make the decisions on their own. So my six, my five-year-old's turning six in a few weeks. She's constantly like, hmm, well, this person had this. and the, But the, the, one in the middle is like, and that's disgusting, okay? So she's curious and like, wait, I want to eat Oreos. I want to eat that. So I said, okay. If the little boy in your class has Oreos, if you see a little boy with Oreos, that's not a little boy you want to hang out with. And so Grace is all excited about it, and I know I'm like, I sound a little crazy, I know. But I'm like, you don't have to do what other people have want to do. And it's, when, I, when you have to talk to small children, it's the same with meeting people who are eating meat. Because I hate when things sound like it's a, some kind of fad, because I know people who are vegans, like here, this is not a fad for them. This is their lifestyle. This is in their blood. This is, this is who they are. This is what they want. And you can do that with meat in your life, just casually realizing, how much meat are you eating in a week? Do you really need to do that? Especially late at night. Why? At nighttime, what are your organs doing? They're processing. They're processing food. They're shedding toxins. The liver is functioning, you know, from the gut to the liver. Our uterus is shedding, you know. All these things are happening while we're sleeping. So let's help it. Eat some herbs. Rub your body with essential oils. So your 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 bloodstream and your, your gut... And your organs have a little help. You know, it's kind of like, let me help you. If you, you see a woman with a walker, she has bags. You want to take the bags from her. So it's like, let me eat some herbs at night to help my organs like I'm carrying their weight and preparing them for the process. But don't be afraid of change because fear will hold us back. Okay, so I'm going to come to Crystal.
0: Um, are you a meat
5: eater? I am a meat eater.
0: All right. So you and I are in the same boat, along with Maryland. So tell us what your diet is like, and how do you feel about people who push, advocate for a plant-based diet? Also, you're a physical fitness trainer instructor. Right. Um, so what are you, are you doing anything with your clients when it comes to the diet and food, or are you just strictly working the physical side of things?
5: Okay. So, um I, for my personal diet, I think that you have to do what feels good for you and what feels you. It also has to do with your activity. You know, I do a lot of high intensity interval training exercise. I do a lot of athletic conditioning. And for me, afterwards, chicken or fish replenishes me the best. However, I'm very cautious about the meats I consume, the quality of I consume, whether they're lean cut. And I also try to do as little beef as possible because beef does not feel good in my stomach. I already determined that a long time ago. Also, I think it's also very important to I don't like labels because I feel like you have all these things thrown out at you today. You have vegan, you have paleo, you have like for me it's just about eating healthy that's right for you and you know, finding alternatives. I think there's a lot to be said about having a plant-based diet, but personally I don't push... First of all, legally, I cannot push a diet on anyone. You know, that is a job of a nutritionist. I always um, refer my clients to them because I'm like, if you need to work on your diet... I can. I give researchable information, right? You shouldn't have too much dairy in your diet. You shouldn't have too much sugar in your diet. You should drink as much water as possible. But legally, I cannot recommend, okay, you need to be vegan or you need to be paleo. I can get a lot in trouble for that, especially you know, if someone has something with medical going on that is outside of my scope of practice, they need to be referred to a nutritionist or a registered dietitian. With that being said, um, I think there's a lot, to, again, there's a lot to be said about using plants to um, as an alternative to foods that we like. For instance, I love pasta. However, an excess of pasta causes me to gain weight. So, I discovered zucchini pasta, which is amazing, <laughs> you know, because I like to saute it in the pan with a little bit of olive oil, um, and it makes me feel, it's, it has a, an al dente feel to it, it makes me feel like I'm actually eating pasta, but I'm not, you know, and I may have that with maybe a side of fish or a side of chicken, that's usually my go-to dinner. I actually make that a lot on my Instagram, <laughs> but because uh, I'm lazy, I just like to eat healthy. I'm not, I'm not like super creative in the kitchen like that. But um, for me, it's just about like I need to have balance. I can't have too much meat in my diet, you know. And I can't have, you know, I don't know if I could be hundred percent vegan either because I think I've missed the chicken.
0: Okay, so we have three meat eaters on the panel and we have three vegans on the panel. I personally believe in the plant based diet. That's where I would like to go, but I have a very picky, limited (laughs) palate, Um, and I think most people are like that, too. There might be some things out there that are wonderful for me that I haven't tried and don't know about yet, but I don't know. So from what I do know, my my palate is very picky. So when we transition into having a plant-based diet, how would you recommend for my vegans that people – to begin the transition.
2: Okay, I'll start. Um, one of the things that was really important to me was trying not to do too much at one time. It can be really overwhelming because there's a lot of things that um, will intimidate you. So for instance, you might be online and you'll see this recipe and it has all these foreign ingredients and things that you've never heard of before. So for me, I think it's really important to take it one step at a time, eliminate one thing at a time, and just make it a decision. And you try your best to stick with it. If you have any slip-ups, you don't need to kill yourself about it. Take it one day at a time. But for me, it was really, really helpful to kind of do it gradually. Um, but I think there's a, a huge benefit right now going on in society. When I first made the transition, there were no options. There was tofu. I don't eat soy. So as you can imagine, it was really tough. But right now, you can go into any Whole Foods. You can go into any grocery store. And you can find a vegan alternative to just about anything that you would eat yogurt, cheese, you know, there's pizzas. There's all. There's basically a section in almost every grocery store that has foods that can kind of be an alternative to things that you're used to. So I would say just kind of go into your store and explore your options. Don't worry about being the healthiest person possible in the beginning. Just try to take it one step at a time and don't beat yourself up over it because everyone is human and we all have slip ups. When I first transitioned, I was in limbo for about a year I would be vegan and then I would have mac and cheese because I didn't have a cheese alternative but you know now we have a lot of different alternatives that make the transition a lot easier so um, that's something that I would suggest just take it one day at a time and explore what your options are
0: so Tiffany if we're taking it one day at a time how do we explore what our options are like I'm going to take it one day at a time but what am I gonna do? Right. I think
3: that's what the problem is. That's 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 exactly what the issue is, is that people don't know well, there's there's a certain there's a lot of different things. First of all, as I mentioned before, I feel and you know, again this is a generalization that Americans don't eat enough vegetables. Just plants, period. So when people try to go plant based or even just try to be more healthy, they're not very um they're not very they're not used to the Vast array of produce that that's actually in the produce section of their store it's almost kind of foreign to them, and so I think before anyone even says okay I'm going to be vegan and throw out everything that's in their refrigerator, they need to kind of train their palate to get used to more produce that's maybe that's way outside of what they have been eating previously so you know start with You know, switching from pasta to zoodles, you know, which is the zucchini noodles, you know, try that first, you know, for a couple of meals. Then add, you know, get rid of the, um, maybe try brown rice, or, you know, make gradual uh, transitions, different things, maybe using, people always are asking, you know, you'll, you'll I'm sure I'll get a face around here about protein when you're, when you're dealing with vegans. Like, where'd you get protein? Where'd you get protein? Especially if you may not eat um, soy. I try not to eat soy so much because it does crazy things on my, even with my cycle, but, um, if not, I mean, I eat a lot of beans, and then people are like, well, I don't want to get gas. But, you know, there's things that you can do to get around those things. So there are a lot of different alternatives. But the thing is, is just training your palate. So I would say start trying different vegetables. Everybody is really kind of um, stuck with the, what is it, like meat, potatoes. What is that? The starch, the potato, and the vegetable. Mm. Maybe get rid of, no, the meat, starch, and the vegetable on the plate. That's usually what we have kind of grown up with. Maybe get rid of the starch, the other starch, you know what I mean? Do two vegetables and then try to go from there make your meat portion smaller from there and get, make the other vegetable portions bigger on your plate, you know, go from there. And then eventually you'll notice, Hey, I don't really feel like I need the, the, that big eight ounce piece of steak that's on my plate. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll realize that it's actually, you've gone down to maybe three ounces and you feel satiated.
0: Sounds good. So I want to make a point with Natalie. Um, I'm one of those people who went out and brought one of those bullets and I, I tried some mm-hmm. different recipes. They all taste nasty to me. Right? So I, I tried. Mm-hmm. I added flavor to it and different things like that just to kind of eliminate maybe some of the strong taste of the vegetables that I'm not used to, and that didn't work either. So for people who are getting the blenders and the bullets and that kind of thing, um, what advice would you give them when it comes to food and using that instrument?
4: Well, I also own a Nutribullet. Um, I use it to make cheeses, cashew cheeses, and I use it to make smoothies. I use it to make peanut butter, almond butter. Um, they're going vegan. You do have to seek out. You know recipes all in in the first couple of months you you have no choice but to do that I mean, if you come from a culinary background, maybe you'd be more inclined or you know you'd have more information um but uh you the bullet is is a great instrument when when transitioning um I come from a West Indian background, so I didn't really need to. I don't know. We have this uh, condiment called Epis, uh, um, which is just like a marinade. I think in, in Spanish culture, they call it sofrito. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was it for me. Like I use that for almost every cheese and every pasta sauce and everything I needed to use. I just use that. But um, you, you can get creative. Just head over to your supermarket, go to the herb section and the spices section and just pick out a bunch of stuff and just go for it. I think you do have to make the leap. You can't be afraid. You, you do have to just um, go for it. But in terms of just using the Nutribullet, it's just so versatile. I don't really know what, what well, exactly... Well, I had
0: a cousin, right? He started um, changing his diet, plant-based. He was using the Nutribullet. And he kept telling me kale would be the easiest uh, vegetable-based, green base to start with. Um, and then he said berries and other kind of fruits, just kind of throw it in there. He said make sure it's very cold or frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and have at it like that that was his advice i tried that just really wasn't feeling it so maybe one of you guys can throw a recipe yeah, and you for somebody kale else and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can so you can add i did a few concoctions
2: kale is very yeah. bitter that's what i'm yeah. saying kale is very bitter, and, bitter. and you want say. when you're eating kale raw I mean kale is one of those things I don't put in smoothies right. because it's so bitter and it needs to be massaged with mm, olive right. oil and lemon juice to right. break down mm-hmm. that bitterness. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend spinach. That's yes, you yes. can throw a a, you know, a whole bowl of spinach in there, and not taste it. No, no. you really won't taste, taste it. You won't, you won't, taste, won't it. taste it. You uh, like bananas, yes. try banana and spinach. Make yes. it a frozen banana. Mm-hmm. And you almond know? butter And a little is bit of almond milk and it would go I would, or, I
1: would. or or coconut oil because if you if you do want to go to something strong like kale, you, you do need to have a base in your stomach. So like coconut oil or coconut butter is like heaven and it gives it a sweetness. Um the coconut butter and it's it's 100% vegan and you can you can already buy that. pre-made. You don't have to make it yourself. You can make, buy a pre-made and you can add that to something and it will be good. So the, so the, so the advice, for, <laughs> so the advice that people are giving
0: you for those who are trying to neutral bullet blender for the first time, they're saying start with the baby spinach mm-hmm. as a green base. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So we'll, we'll start with the baby spinach. So what would be the next thing that we put in there? Just kind of if, make this recipe, for people on the fly put, right now. If
3: you did, even the reason why I even, I even personally say, I, I guess I'm biased because at this point I'm like, give me all the kale and all the spinach, you know, like I'll eat it all. Right. But, um, Baby spinach just seems to be less, it has less of that strong spinach taste that people are bothered by. Of course, I'm gonna say if you are gonna get spinach, try to get organic spinach because it's like sucks up all the pesticides. But other than that, um, you wanna put berries. Try berries if you wanna do that quickly. Um, One of the easy things that I try to tell my family members, uh, maybe like a coconut water, berry, um, um, and spinach. That may It may not look the prettiest, but it will taste good. And you don't you don't taste the spinach, uh, spe- you know. Like kale is very bitter, you know what it's I mean, to start bitter. off with. Even though people think, oh, kale is this and that. Don't start with that. So mm-hmm. I would like baby spinach and then throw sweeter things into it, but not too
0: sweet. So the next thing is people are putting these powders in there, like a mecca powder. Mecca.
4: Um, oh, you're getting into other
0: things. Yeah, and, and they're adding all these other ingredients, chia, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, what do you guys think about that?
4: Those are, I think, those are great options right. to have. Um, when I say, I'd say, when you're running low on certain fruits, like super uh, superfoods like blueberries, you could definitely use a spirulina or moringa because right. it's just um, it's high in protein, and also the berries, the sweetness of it really hides. I mean, well, those powders don't really have a strong taste. I, my experiences with um, spirulina, it's very easy to hide. I mean, the only thing, the only way you know is the dark color of your, your, your shake. But um, all, in, in addition to um, trying to enhance the taste of the smoothie for those who are going vegan or trying to start juicing or creating smoothies, maybe add some essence like vanilla mm-hmm. or almond essence. I, I used to use that a lot. That would really have my smoothies tasting like really, really good. And
1: don't forget spices, as you know, I'm the spice lady. Spices. Yeah. So you guys recommend putting
0: spices in the
1: smoothie? Yeah? Yes. I use
5: cinnamon okay. and nutmeg cinnamon, in mine. Raw nutmeg, okay. turmeric. Mm-hmm.
1: You I, I think it's a, a easy way to, to get some spices in into your daily meals and they're very important.
0: So what's the benefit to the men? Because I heard the the women you guys spoke about your cycle and acne and that kind of thing. Um How does a plant-based diet benefit men?
2: In many of the same ways. Um, It will help your digestive system. It will help um, any ailments that you are dealing with as a a person that's transitioning your diet. So um, increase your energy in a lot of different ways. So um, it's definitely a lot of the same benefits. You know, it's, it's something that will help make you stronger, You'll, you'll have mental clarity. That's one of the things I noticed when I yes. transitioned my yes. diet was the mental clarity. Yes. I was able to really focus on meditation and in achieving my goals and things like that. So those are the things that you have to look forward to. And when it comes to, as far as the food preparation is concerned, you want to always gravitate towards the things that you already like. You know, we were talking about the smoothies and I just want to piggyback on that for a minute. You know, I know you said you like bananas. Throw some bananas in the freezer. The next day, you can put them in your blender with a little almond milk and some vanilla and make ice cream. That Mm -hmm, tastes delicious. Mm -hmm. So focus on the things that you like. You don't have to jump in and go eat things that you don't like necessarily. You know, you gradually do that. So you like bananas? Um, This is one thing that got my son to eat smoothies or drink smoothies. Frozen bananas and spinach with a little bit of cinnamon and almond milk. He was like, this is amazing. It's green. Mm-hmm. I called it the Hulk smoothie. And you probably would love something like that. And it's really, really simple. So don't don't cloud your, your brain up with all these different options. Kind of stick to the things that you like.
0: Okay, so I tried to get some brothers on the panel and I was struggling with that. <laughs> um, so sorry that it's only sisters to the men who are listening to the <laughs> panel. I did make an effort. Um, but I did want to talk about men's health. So when it comes to, you know, a man's Johnson, um, how does the plant based diet help with that? You ladies might have, have experienced some of that, so maybe you can give us some thoughts on it.
1: I can, I, okay, okay. <laughs> now
0: they want to be shy. Yeah, no, yeah. Tell yeah. you some stuff. Now. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah um,
1: what I want to say is that when you're trying, I just want to just stay away from certain When you decide to eat more things that come from the earth, directly grown from the earth, you have to get ready that ever, no matter if you're male or female, things are going to change. There is, I, I have this um, video on my Facebook page, and I had it on um, Instagram also, and it's called Vagina Juice. You know? But a lot of those things do the same things for men, like how it helps our libido. It, it, it will help you with different irregularities that you may be having. You'll see yourself transition when you have when you eat raw things your body is constantly flushing out <laughs> and that's what a lot of times you need a good flushing so that your body can flow blood can flow circulation can flow all of that good circulation you know happy johnson you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is what um adding plants and vegetables to your and i just want to also say how you know when, when she was when they all were saying you know one day at a time, it's very important to not beat yourself up male and female because i i I'm an example that I eat meat, I have great skin, I have really healthy hair, my digestive I go to the bathroom multiple times a day um my my brain is so much brighter, I think I'm a better mother because of how I eat with my kids, even though we do have meat. It is a lifestyle, it's changing everything from skin. And then this goes with men. They put. You, I see a lot of times with men, they'll just put anything on their skin, mm-hmm. as if it's not like a big deal because you're a man. Like it is important what you put on your skin because those chemicals can affect your your organs. It can affect um, how you function every day and the energy you have. You know, think about like, oh, let me try stop wearing this really smelly cologne that has all these chemicals in it and see how I feel tomorrow, you know, how that I make it halfway through the day. Simple things that I feel like women focus on so much, but men should focus on that too. What you put in your hair, on your beard, you know, what they're using at the barbershop, you should be conscious of all those, all those things just as much as we should.
0: So how many ladies here have a blog? I know Tiffany has one. I do. Chantelle has one. Natalie has one. So when you guys do your blog, is it more geared towards women or do you incorporate... Things in a blog that are strictly for men at times.
2: Well, that's crazy because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that's crazy because I actually just did the analytics for my website, and I know all mm-hmm. of the, mm-hmm. my fellow bloggers in here know what that means. That's where you look at the statistics at who's visiting your mm-hmm. site. And for the first time, I was at 50 50, and mm. I couldn't believe that I was at 50 50 because for years I was strictly, it was like 70 30, with you know, the majority being females. But what I'm noticing is now men are starting to be more aware and more conscious of the way they feel and the way they eat, and they're starting to see the benefits. I know a lot of men that have transitioned their diet, you know, by using my website and looking at my recipes and my cookbooks and things like that, and one thing that they always say is they have increased stamina. Mm -hmm. So I know that you said, you know, how can this benefit men? That is one thing that I've noticed even with my own boyfriend is that you guys have increased stamina, just overall higher energy levels and things like that. So I think that it's really important that men are starting to see the importance of becoming healthier and eating a plant-based diet and starting to see that they need to have the benefits and they need to be here and be healthy for us and to be the men of of our families and be there for our children. And for us, you guys have to be healthy. So it's something that has to be important to you guys. And I'm really happy to hear that you're at least trying, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to fail a little bit, but it's important to try.
3: Um, If anyone is ever wondering if they should, uh, where they can go for uh, references, as far as even scientifically, there's a website, Mm -hmm. nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Michael Greger, he is I'm, I geek out all the time. I can't wait. He's like on my list of people I want to meet. But there are all sorts of studies that show that men uh, that switch to a plant based diet, they, the erectile dysfunction completely goes away. You know, they have all sorts of just miraculous things that happen just because of the saturated fat that goes outside from their, their arteries. And that is what clogs all the, the that helps the, that prevents the the circulation from getting where it needs to go, you know. So that is a definite, uh, if anybody want to go check out that resource, you can, nutritionfacts.org.
0: So, guys, when you hear that commercial or see that commercial where they say half the men over 40 suffer from ED, um, maybe you need to switch to a plant-based diet, it might help you out, doesn't hurt to try, Mm -hmm. might get your lady back. All right, (laughs) Natalie wanted to add to it.
4: Yes, I wanted to add that, um, there is this uh the theory longstanding theory that men die uh, uh like, you know before women or your husband will he leave you you know pass away before you um, uh i i don 't know if it was a lecture or something that I read that um and i don't even I don't even know why i didn't even realize that, but women have periods we we have our cycles which helps to uh i guess shed toxins from our system. Men, you guys don't have that, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have that going on for you, you have, you know, you sweat, you excrete, but you don't have your period. Well, some women claim men have periods. Okay, well, <laughs> different things, <laughs> I guess. But um, I think men leading um, healthier lifestyles or plant-based diets, um, I think that's really important. I think that should be more encouraged. Not that that should be imposed more on men than women. Everyone should go plant-based. But um, men definitely should consider it. Um, and I also have a vegan boyfriend, so yeah, I can more. <laughs> yeah. So you have a vegan boyfriend? Yeah.
0: Um, any other, other vegans want to share? Or your, your partner's vegan?
2: Yeah, yes, he's also vegan. Um, and the funny thing is we were apart for about a year and he reverted back because he didn't have me there to cook for him. And we could immediately <laughs> see the difference physically, mm-hmm. mentally, um, between him being vegan and non-vegan. Like, non-vegan, he gains weight, he doesn't look his best, but when he's vegan, he sheds that extra weight, he has more energy, his skin is glowing. Um, so definitely see those benefits firsthand. And I also have a son who is 9 years old who is vegan, and, like, he has so much mental clarity, you know what I mean? And there's so much that I feel like he benefits – from this diet, just even as a young man, you know what I mean? Just, just that physical and that mental clarity is something that I think you really do benefit when you make that transition in your
5: diet.
0: So let me throw this to Crystal and everybody's talking about the food, right? But where does the physical fitness come into this?
5: You know, having, you know, having a awesome diet is or. Rather than an awesome diet. But having a diet that works for you is important. But also, you have to move. You know, a lot of New Yorkers have sedentary jobs where they sit all day. And that can encourage, you know, bad habits. You know, you can sit and snack on bad foods. You know, your glutes are horribly deactivated when you sit all day, which a lot of people don't realize how important your glutes are. They're the strongest muscle group in your body and control... The majority of your, your motion and your functionality and your agility and everything. So it's important. And you know, your, your muscles can atrophy after a while. You know, you like, Oh my God, I can't lift this up. Why? When's the last time you actually use that muscle? Or, you know, I have problems walking up the stairs. You know, people don't know how to move properly. You Know, I have so many people that talk to me. I have knee pain, I have knee pain. And I'm like, okay, um, what's going on with you know your IT band? Are you stretching? You know, because physical fitness is not just getting your heart rate up, it's, you know, it's being able to, you know, to move. So, you know, I think it's I always encourage people to uh, do some sort of movement at least four times a week. Um, I personally like high intensity interval exercise because. I'm also super competitive, so I always like to, you know, have a workout that's better than the one I did yesterday or the day before. I'm always trying to improve something, whether it's my speed, whether it's, you know, my capacity for lifting. I like I like a challenge. So, but some people do it, you know, for, it's also good for mental clarity. You know, a lot of people, that was how I got into fitness because I was grieving, and I needed to channel that energy into something that was positive for me. I had a lot of negative things happen and, you know, I wound up becoming addicted to it. And then, you know, I can stop going to the gym and then I realized, okay, I have to have some sort of balance. Let me incorporate stretching as well. So now I've found a healthy medium where it's like I'm being intense and then I'm, what am I trying to say? I'm being intense and then I'm doing like less strenuous exercise for balance. So Whatever you have to do, you have to just, you need to move for various
4: reasons.
0: So I was looking for some male panelists to be a part of this discussion. And I was looking at male fitness trainers who are vegan. Um, A lot of these brothers are very cut up. I think to the men out there who are hitting the gym and thinking, well, if I I can only get protein from the meat and there's protein (laughs) in the plants. Um, If you just educate yourself, make that transition, you'll see that you'll have more stamina You'll increase that, but you won't lose the muscle. Like, it'll still be there. You can still gain muscle um, once you make that transition. And I do want to bring up this film that I saw on Netflix. It's a documentary called What the Health. I don't know how many of you guys. How many of you guys saw that movie? Uh, so we got one, two, uh, two people yeah, saw it. Me either. <laughs> um, so they were talking about the meats, right, and how the meat is injected. Um, they said chicken is the worst meat because chicken gets injected the most mm-hmm. um, just to kind of bloat it, fatten it up, and then we consume that and a lot of that is sodium that mm-hmm. they we're putting into the chicken. A lot of Americans think, well, let me cut out the red meat, but I can eat the chicken or mm-hmm. I can eat the fish. Mm-hmm. And they also talked about the plastics that are in the ocean that the mm-hmm. fish are starting to eat. Mm-hmm. And when you're opening that fish on your plate, there's like these microplastics, mm-hmm. um, which are chemicals that you're consuming into your body. And it is microscopic, but over time, and if you eat a lot of fish, on top of that with the mercury, um, it's not beneficial to your diet. Um, so for the two ladies who saw it, what, what was your take from that documentary, and how do you think, do you believe in, like, the, the information they were putting out, and what would you recommend to people who saw it that want to, again, make that change, talk about fish and chicken and beef specifically, even pork. And, and why we should cut that out of our diet, and we'll start with Natalie.
4: Well, the first thing I got out of, of that documentary was um, that it spoke to a lot of the families in America that were kind of basically ignorant as to how to shop for their families. Um, there was a lot of footage of the the moms, like you know, going down the aisles, and you know, they're being asked like, "So, what is the first thing that you pick up?" and they completely pass. The produce uh, aisle, so I think it really allowed the viewer to kind of see themselves. It was, it was almost like a mirror, so they were able to see themselves and maybe um, light that spark in their mind to say, "Hey, you know, maybe I should start reconsidering, or you know, rewrite that grocery list. Like, you know, cut something out and figure, you know, find out alternatives to, um, in, in or, you know, in terms of what they should feed their children." Um, I think that's really important um in terms of the information uh presented for food that is just so i mean i feel like if anyone were to ever just watch that and if they if they never watched a documentary a documentary before watching that i think that's evidence enough to just even reconsider um the foods that you thought were healthy um it's it's very interesting that you know chicken or poultry is more dangerous than eating cow, which was the, you know, opposite, you know, it's, but um, that, I think the you know, before we even started, you I think you'd mentioned that it was, uh, it was presented in layman's terms, so I think it's very easy for, the you know, anyone to just watch it and say, hey, you know, maybe I would want to go vegan, but it, it was, it was a good documentary, I think everyone should watch it.
0: So yeah. watching a documentary, they're not going to bombard you with a lot of technical information that you might get confused or you might mm-hmm. feel lost. Um, it's very, you presented in a very easy mm-hmm. way for anybody to kind of understand right. the benefits and the negative benefits of consuming meat. Uh,
5: Well,
3: I actually, it's funny that now it's like a big thing, but I've been talking about what the hell ever, because I actually went to the premiere and met the people who made the movie. So, and the doctors that were in the movie. So when they had the New York premiere, I was actually there. So that's when I saw it first. And, you know, it was a really put it in a really layman's term for everyone to be able to understand it. They also, which everybody is saying now, like, oh, my goodness, all these things are so sensationalized. They have to sensationalize certain things because that's what people can understand and what makes a movie. And which is why it's even being talked about as much as it has been, you know, but... Most of, uh, pretty much all of the 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 facts that they use in the movie, they have them linked all on their website. You know what I mean? And they actually have another book. They have there's other things on the website that other people haven't even gone to to actually go see where they got the information that they they're toting. But I think that everyone needs to maybe watch it twice. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to to go and check it out, because the first time a lot of people, especially my family, when I kept telling them, and you know, you should check this out, you should check this out, they were like, well, what the hell am I going to eat now? You know what I mean? That's what the problem is, is that it just becomes like a big punch in the face. But then the whole point of it is really just to educate people on what is actually going on, literally. Like, when in the movie when they sat down and spoke to the person from the diabetic association american diabetic association and he wouldn't have a conversation with the person uh with Kip and or Keegan i forgot which one of it is the one who was interviewing him trying to figure out well what is the um what is the cause can you cure uh diabetes and what is the role of di- uh diet in in that and he would not have the conversation he literally got up from the table that's what made people be like oh you know like Maybe there is something to this. And also the, the, dip, the whole point, even what they were saying at the premiere, is that they were trying to shed light on what is going on behind the scenes that people are not aware of as far as the associations between uh, Big Pharma and, and what's going on in the food. So a lot of people are missing that point too. You know, they are, they're getting really wrapped up on the, the, the food, but they're, they're missing that they were trying to put those, connect those dots for people. So you have to watch it a couple of times, I think.
0: It's good that you bring up the uh, big farmer because when we talk about pills and medication that your doctor wants to su- subscribe to you, um, prescribe to you, what what are the benefits of not using those the pills versus herbs and holistic healing? Um, who could speak to that?
1: I, I want to speak to that because it's very personal for me because I um, because I um, had epilepsy and um, PTSD. And I, I had polycystic um, ovary syndrome, and I don't have any of those things anymore. And I know it has a lot to do with how I eat and making choices. And I was on full meds for epilepsy. And you miss a pill, you have a grand seizure. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to base my life on a pill that was making me feel worse, that had me walking around like a zombie when anyone who knows me in five minutes, you could tell I have lots of energy. And I'm like, why would I lose that part of myself and be owned by an ailment? And a lot of us are owned by it. When you do have, a and I can, I'm saying this personally, because when you, are, when you have an ailment that any minute can just alter your day, it consumes you mentally, physically, it makes you constantly nervous and not be sure of yourself. And the freedom, ah, the freedom of it it's so powerful, especially when it was like, "Oh, it's as simple as eating well. Right. It's as simple as exercising, showing myself that I care." You know, and for me, it is a complete lifestyle. I, I, I have three children. They told me at 19 that I would never have children, and the power in that, um, from women, I, I can go from a woman because. That's a lot of my target, even though it's so funny. Like, my analytics show, like, most people on my page men than women. It makes no sense. But my target market are women because these are things that affected me as a woman. So, I, I like, how I birth. I birth naturally and use cloth pads. Everything, like, it's like everything that's going near my body is natural, is, is healthy. Because when you are consumed, and this is to the people out there who are living every day, taking a pill, consumed by an ailment that can make you cry yourself to sleep at night it's in and and then you also feel like you have a tag on your head like oh she has diabetes oh they have high blood pressure so you know you gotta everybody's always Mm -hmm. pointing the finger like you're just this and, and I feel like that's what ads do it's like try this because you have this no eat better live better love yourself communicate in a healthy manner make decisions and stick to them say yes to yourself and say okay if I'm Are you going to really not do research on a pill that someone sat in a lab and created for you? Are you really not going to do research and find an alternative that is right here on this planet? You know, because I I really feel that the epilepsy was caused by stress. And when I eliminated that and when I changed my food, it kind of made me handle life a little bit different. The PTSD, having sleepless nights, handle life better with food. You can do that.
0: So watch what you put on your body, even with women using cotton pads versus the synthetic stuff that they're using out there, all of that will, you'll feel a change in your body. There's some topics I do want to get to, and we've got like three minutes left on the panel. Um, One is water. So we talk about alkaline water, and we're talking about um, acid water. Um, Can somebody quickly explain the difference to those who don't understand?
2: It is about your pH balance, and it is about the pH balance of the water that you are consuming. So our bodies tend to want to be more alkaline than acidic. So typical bottled water is very, very acidic. You can do um, the research. I can't remember what the website name is. I think it is called um, findmywater.com. I might be wrong. Um, But you can actually go on that website and you can put in any bottled water and you can actually see what the pH balance is. So when you consume things that are more acidic, your body has to work a little bit harder to bring your pH balance back up where it needs to be. So consuming alkaline water is helpful. Um, But the thing about it is when it comes to bottled water, a lot of things happen once you bottle that water. And it's more about doing the best that you can and not mm-hmm. becoming some super fanatic mm-hmm. about it because Absolutely. there's not much you can do. There's also a website called findaspring.com, which I love. If, if you go there, you can type in your zip code and it will tell you where natural springs are in your area. And you can actually go and get your own bottled water right out of the ground, um, which is amazing. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm aware of and I try my best to do. But at the end of the day, you can't freak out about it because Mm -hmm. you can only do your best and get what's accessible to you. So if you're somewhere and you're thirsty, you know, you drink water. Mm -hmm. You know (laughs) what I mean? I don't drink tap water. Mm -hmm. That's like my biggest fear. But, you know, you do the best that you can. But that is the science behind the pH balance and alkaline water.
0: I also want want you to talk about your detox.
2: Okay, so I do have an herbal shop on my website where I sell different herbal remedies. One of them is an herbal parasite cleanse, and I have learned over the years of selling this that um, most Americans are riddled with parasites, and they cause a variety of symptoms, things like eczema, your acne, weight gain. Someone who has a really poor immunity, a lot of times that is because we have parasites in our system that are leaching our nutrients and. Of course, you can find out about that on my website, let'sbevegan.com. And I also want to mention one thing. We did talk about what the health and where people can go after that. I have a free seven-day vegan challenge on my website, let'sbevegan.com, and you can download it. There's a meal plan. There's lunchbox ideas for kids, and it's all very easy recipes with things you can find in any store so you don't have to be troubled about it.
0: So all of the ladies on the panel have websites, Mm -hmm. some of them have blogs. We'll be listing that on blackpillradio.com so you can get all the information. So you can contact our panelists, you can also contact panelists from the past and just connect because that's what it is when we talk about our community and the African diaspora and Afro-Latinos as well, um, just connecting, right? We want to shop black, buy black, so it's very important that we, we consume what we have to offer as black people, and that's very important to me. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the Black Pill Radio Show. We will see you in two weeks. Peace.